Hey guys, I'm Jordan Fromer. I believe in hunting hard, hunting smart, and having a fun time while doing it. And shooting limits? Well, that's just the icing on the cake. I revel in the journey just as much as the successes it brings. From ducks to dogs to decoys and guns, we'll be talking tactics, strategies, and what it takes to get the job done. Load up and take it. This is the Duck Gun Podcast. What's going on, folks? Thanks for joining me for another episode of the Duck Gun Podcast. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles, and we are live from the road. We are in North Dakota. This is day three of the Chasing the Opener series, North Dakota leg this year. And alongside of me, I got my audio engineer, full-time on the payroll, Zach from Michigan. How you doing? I'm doing great. Am I on the payroll now? Officially, right? As of now. <laughs> so we are on, we're literally driving right now. And also that was a little bit of a joke, but he's running the soundboard for me, which is great uh, because obviously I can't drive and run a soundboard at the same time, but I can sure as heck talk about duck hunting. So that's what we're going to do. Uh, but we're on day three, just got done um, with a great hunt and well, we left you off on our way here so a lot has transpired in those three days a lot wouldn't you say a lot oh there's been a ton it feels like it's been a week already <laughs> we're saying that like after day one right so, so yeah it's uh it's been pretty crazy we got lots to share with you um but before we jump into that let's get a quick word from our partner and our partners and we'll go ahead and jump on into it so first off I'd like to give a big thanks to onyx guys onyx is the best waterfowler app out there as far as um, a a useful tool for the duck hunters when it comes to um, being able to find permission. You know, in North Dakota, freelancing it out here, it is super important for us to know uh, what fields we can and cannot hunt. Everything's posted out here um, or everything's posted on on X, whether it's plots, which is, you know, a, a public land private land partnership that allows hunters to get out there whether it's electronically posted you can find information on the um the tax owner where they live so you can knock on their door try to get permission it even has their phone number listed sometimes anyways all i'm trying to get at is it's the number one tool uh for hunter access and places like here it cannot be replaced we're using it Every single day we're out here hunting, and if you're not, you're going to be behind the eight ball. So check them out over there at Onyx. Also, like to give a big thanks to Weatherby. Weatherby is making some great waterfowl shotguns from the Weatherby 18i, the Element, the Ryan SXX. I've been using that side by side the whole trip so far. I've been using it all year, um, and it's it's just a lot of fun. So. Um, if you are if you are in the market for a waterfowl shotgun, um, don't overlook Weatherby because they're they are up and coming hot waterfowl shotgun for um, the waterfowler. Also, like to give a big thanks to Final Approach, guys. Final Approach is the one stop shop for the duck hunter. Um, on today's hunt, we are using silhouettes, the FA silhouettes. We are using the uh, FA, the Final Approach Sub Three Blind. It's their version of an A-frame. It's great for field hunts. It's great for marsh hunts. You name it. They got all kinds of stuff for the duck hunter from decoys, floaters, um, to blinds and camo. They're really coming out with new and innovative stuff for the duck hunter all the time. 
So you definitely need to check them out over there and use code DuckGun over there and you'll get a discount. Um, their website is fabrand.com. Also, like to give a big thanks to Motion Ducks. Motion Ducks is the jerk rig on steroids. I say it over and over, but it is the it's it's the truth. It's it's a jerk rig on steroids. Um, you put it out there, it gives you lifelike motion. It puts ripples in the water. It helps you fool those weary birds. It helps you finish birds closer and have more successful hunts. Um, don't just believe me off my words. You got to see a video of it. I got videos on my Instagram on my youtube channel you can see them on their website as well um so jump over there to um the motion ducks website and use code duck on 10 you'll get a discount and get your hands on a great product for the duck hunter Alrighty, let's go ahead and jump on in today's podcast all right zach where do we need where did we leave off where did we leave off on our um last podcast do you remember I think where we're heading up, we're making the trip up here to North Dakota. Right. Right. So we hadn't had a hunt in. We were just full of excitement, ready to kind of put some boots on the ground, scout, and find some birds up here. So, you know, have have we done all that? Oh, we for sure have. We found (laughs) some birds up here. So I know one of the questions I kind of let off with um, on that podcast, at least I I plan to and I believe I did. Like, Like we said, a lot has transpired in the last three three and a half days since we recorded um but um the question was what were your expectations leading into it and what what was your answer on that i'm pretty sure i said limits every day (laughs) (laughs) did you yeah okay so i couldn't remember that's what you said or not but um yeah so have your expectations been met have they been exceeded like where where are you at kind of like in your all and perspective of like what North Dakota has to offer for the duck hunter. It's been incredible. So little sneak peek to some of the videos that might be coming out. I have shot limits every day so far. It's only been three days, but it's been the number of birds up here is is insane compared to um, where I'm from in Michigan. So it's really cool to see the amount of uh, uh, puddlers and geese. And I was actually pretty surprised to see how many divers uh, use some of the potholes up here. So it's been really cool. Super flat, though. <laughs> There's not many trees. You can see for, you know, 10 miles. But it's an incredible environment up here. And right. It's, yeah, it's been incredible so far. <laughs> well, I think we found the podcast title. It's been incredible. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it's definitely North Dakota is such a special place. The duck factory, as they call it, in conservation um, all these potholes, these local ducks that have nested um, in the area, and you know, it's just it's just crazy to to kind of see uh, the amount of species that are up here, the number of species. Um, I don't even know where we're on like total number of species. We could probably we've counted. You know, the first day we harvested nine different species. The second day it was eleven, and today back to nine, um, including geese would be our ninth. So eight duck species and. Uh, ninth would be geese so um, total i'm sure it's somewhere right around 13 to 14 different species in three days which is like more than most guys get in a season you know i guess depends where you're at but for for us i feel like that's you know quite a few the variety up here is is insane i mean we're shooting you know redheads on one pass and then we have 
you know, spoonies and then mallards. And I mean, you're shooting all sorts of different ducks up here and it's really cool to see everything work. And just the variety is, is pretty, pretty ridiculous up here. Pintails, cans, mallards, gadwall, widgeon, um, green wings, spoonies, blue wings, buffies. I was trying to name all the puddlers first. Oh, okay. Did we name, did I miss any puddlers? I don't, I don't think oh, so. Oh, wood ducks. Wood oh, ducks. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yep. Um, and then for divers, um, redheads, bluebills. Did we shoot any ringers? I shot a ringer, yep. Ringers. Um, Ruddy ducks. Ruddies. Canvas back. Am I missing any? Did you say redhead? I think you might have. I think I might have, but I can't remember. Yeah. So Canada Goose. So you guys are getting the idea. We pro- we might have even missed some in there, but we <laughs> we tried to name them all. Um, just an awesome amount of variety of species, keeping on our keeping us on our toe toes as far as um, it goes for uh, your bird identification on the wing. So yeah, it's just it's been it's been super cool. So uh, day one, we got out and. Well, I can't even remember if we recorded. I think we recorded before we scouted. So we went around like crazy on Thursday night once we got here, and we scouted all around. We ended up having five different options. Um, one was, or I think two were public land. Uh, one was non-posted private land, which you can go hunt. If it's not posted and it's not electronically posted, you're game to go hunt it. Um, and then um, we we. Our goal was to lock down some private spots that had to have permission, like posted, and we needed to talk to the farmer. So we knocked, we locked down two of those as well um, for for permissions on it. So that got us a good start to the hunt. You know, we went out to what we thought was going to be one of our best spots, and it turned out to be pretty pretty solid um, for for day one. Um, we ended up shooting through the day um all but two of our bonus blue wings and uh four man limited ducks so right i think we ended the day with with about 30 birds so it was it's pretty ridiculous actually you know used to shooting six birds but now you can shoot six plus your bonus two and you can shoot eight geese up here so right the limits are are wild up here right and uh you know one one thing to kind of note <clears throat> for weather conditions out here it's been like super foggy every, every single day and that fog just hangs around just for four hours and that really keeps the birds down they don't fly like a normal first light kind of thing which you know we see that in our area um or even in michigan you know north of me and it feels like if that happens they just never fly right right yeah it's and- like ones and twos instead of that big early morning push Right. And so, you know, it's similar here, but I feel like there's so many birds. You just get the ones and twos and threes and maybe even some big flocks that we pull off here and there, um, a few out of. But, yeah, just overall, that's been, I feel like that's been uh, hurting us a lot. I don't think we've shot a bird within the first 20 minutes of light. Right. I think it's been, you know, 20, 30, 40 minutes before we actually see something. Just with that fog, keeping them down. And it's also been uh, cloudy for two of the three days i think so you know it's it's pretty dark out when shooting lights actually here yeah yeah i'm hoping that uh 
these days coming up, even with the cold front we got coming in as well, um, that we get kind of a normal first light where we don't have to worry about the fog and, and all that, which is like, hey, I'm complaining, but we shot lemons, <laughs> right? So, um, but, you know, we got through the first part of the hunt. We still had some birds to, to uh, um, finish off for our limit, so we, we ended up sitting in an afternoon sit as well. Uh, but, man, all of a sudden, I just started feeling, I mean, just as sick as a dog is the best way to, to put it. Like, we were standing there, the cat tells, and I'm just like, man, like, this sun's getting to me or whatever. Like, I need to lay down. And, you know, next thing you know, I'm sleeping in the cat tells. And I look over at Zach, and I'm like, hey, man, just so you know, like, <laughs> I just want you to know, this is, like, not my normal way that I hunt. I was feeling a little self-conscious, like he's going to be judging me, looking at like, <laughs> and this guy, he's over here making these YouTube videos, and sleeping on the job. You know, I, th- I thought <laughs> I thought a little bit more of him as a duck hunter, but here he is, you know, just laying down, sleeping in the marsh, and it wasn't like I did it once. Like I did it. How many times do you think I stood up and went back to sleep in the afternoon? I don't know, four or five times. You were probably asleep for like three hours <laughs> i was feeling terrible i was uh and i told you like part way through like i'm getting like chills right, and yeah. sweats and so i was having fevers chills and sweats just feeling dizzy but every once in a while you'd say here's a bird coming i'd stand up and shoot it <laughs> and uh, I've, i was just trying to tough it out we got back i was feeling a little bit better in the evening but then when we went to bed same thing it hit me again hard and i was just up and down all night just sweating um chill shivering oh man it was terrible i take a drink of water and i thought i was gonna vomit and i'm like you gotta be kidding me i've been healthy like all year long and i drive halfway across the country to north dakota for my week off of work to um, get out there and chase ducks and and what's gonna happen i'm gonna i'm gonna come down with something some type of flu or whatever it was you know some kind of um bug and so yeah pretty pretty uh upset and feeling just like trash um but i still got up when you guys did and i was like oh you know i was um, impressed i thought you were for sure gonna sit home for the morning but yeah you did you drug yourself out of bed and (laughs) (laughs) right i mean it was day two of the hunt i just felt like i couldn't you know i couldn't skip it so we got out there and even like just pushing the canoe and and like throwing the decoys and all that, like every little like ounce of strength it took, it was just like killing me. <laughs> and so we we set up and birds started flying. Like I wasn't even picking up my gun. I'm like here comes a bird from the right, you know. And then you guys would shoot it, and it was on my side. And um, you know, I did pull up one time, and it felt like a a train hit me when I pulled the trigger. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that's enough. I'm I don't need to do that again. Um, but I was like feeling so bad. I was literally like f- falling asleep, standing up in the water. I kept looking over at you, and you were, you know, wobbling on your feet a little bit, seemed a little dizzy, and then you ended up pulling out your chair and sitting in the water and just keeling over on the, the canoe, trying right. to put your head down. Well, I told myself, if I was going to come all the way out there, like, I had to make it at least an hour. So I kept looking at my clock, and I'm like, oh, it's only been 20 minutes. Oh, it's been 25. Like, just keep looking, kept looking. <laughs> it was, like, the longest hour of my life. And so... What, a bunch of birds? Yeah. A bunch of ducks going down right there. Hey, this is literally the pin that I put this morning. So Is Is it? Yep, this is the pin. So there's the feed right now. 
All right, so sorry to cut the story <laughs> short, but we're hey, check and see if this is the the plots or yeah. if it's the marked one. So, anyways, we're gonna look at this this uh, feed for a little bit. Just um, for context, there's about a hundred hundred and fifty mallards going down in the more field than right and, now. <laughs> probably more than that. So the plots is on the right side of the telephone pole, I think, and they're landing just on the left. So they're like right out here. And so, wait, where's the plot one? Okay. I don't see plots here. Mm, maybe I missed it then. Is it? Is it posted? It's not no, posted no. on, on It is. Mics. Oh, you don't have yours. Look at that. Mine's saying it is. So, really? Oh, I got to turn my, my filters on or whatever. Right. My so, uh, anyways, we saw a bunch of ducks. We got this thing pinned. Um, and we're going to find them for tomorrow. But anyways, what was I saying? Oh, right. So, I made it like an hour. And then I... Um, walked back to the truck and <laughs> slept in the truck while you guys kept hunting. Well, hey, so he said, hey, do you got an extra water? I was like, no, I don't have an extra water. He's like, okay, I'm going to run back to the truck to get an extra water. I knew what you were pulling there. No, I mean, you... I had actually every intention of coming back. Did you? Right, I did. So, but like, if you would have had the water there, I would have drank it because i was like starting to feel a little bit better but not really i don't know it was it was but then when i walked back just the exertion of walking back uh-huh took it like all out of me again and because it's like we're, i was doing like a, a like a hundred yard march through cattails because i took the right. long way without the boats yeah through the cattails then i had to cut back to the truck um and yeah so yeah so you ended up falling asleep in the truck yeah so i, yeah. I just i sat down in the truck um, got that bottle of water, <laughs> took a couple sips, and just <laughs> was out. And next thing I know, I, like, roll out of the truck, you know, open the door, roll out, and I can hear you guys um, making your way back. And so you guys had shot, like, a limit of, of ducks, not quite everything, and then you guys kind of came back for me anyway. Right, yep. We were a couple birds short of a limit, but it was kind of slowing down. We weren't seeing too much, so we decided to head back. Um, and yeah, I, I grabbed all the stuff. I manhandled that canoe through all that grass by myself alone. Jordan left me. (laughs) (laughs) I did. I did come meet you at the cattails and told you thanks for picking up all my crap. (laughs) I did forget your chair out there though. So that's true. I made it up though. I got it back. Yeah. So day two, you guys, I, I slept from like probably 10 in the morning to like 7 30 at night <laughs> and at one point i told kev i said there's a zero percent chance of me hunting tomorrow because i felt so bad i'm like there's just no way this is gonna all roll over and be done within the next 12 hours or whatever um but sure enough it kind of did honestly to my shock um by like 10 o'clock at night I was starting to feel a little bit better. Um, I slept good that night, and morning rolled around. I was first one up, first one getting all the gear ready, first one outside, like, you know, um, back back at it is trying, what I'm trying to get at. Not that, you know, anybody wasn't doing what they needed to do, but <laughs> <laughs> I was just back. You're in, ready. I was back in go mode. So um, that puts us to day three, which we need to, you know, put in context a little bit. 
Um, so Kev and Kev were out scouting, and they ran into these guys that will be known as the Illinois Boys. The Illinois Boys, because <laughs> that's how I like to name people. We got the <laughs> Iowa Boys, the Michigan Boys. Now we got the Illinois Boys. So if you want a nickname for the podcast, you just have to be the first person I meet or first <laughs> couple of guys that I meet from your state. Um, or group of guys, whatever it is, and then you'll be, you know, ex-state boys. So <laughs> we're uh, we're going with uh, the Illinois boys, and they they were uh, scouting um, a feed, and so they got talking with Kevs, and we all decided to team up for a field hunt, which. Um, you know, that put a little pep in my step that evening once they said, Hey, there's a big feed of ducks, um, and we need to go hit it up. And I'm like, Yeah, uh, that sounds like a lot of fun. So we all kind of agreed. We got the double A frames, we got the silhouettes, we put spinners out there in the field. Um, all super cool, all unique for what we normally do. Um, I honestly, I can't tell you how, like on a dry field, I don't know how many ducks I've killed. Not very many. Most of the times if I've killed ducks on a field, it's like been a little water slough or something like that. How about you? Uh, this is actually the first hunt field hunt I've ever been on that I've shot ducks. So I've only been on a handful in my life and they've never been successful. Yeah. So, yeah. And yeah. So just even from the get go, it's just crazy. Like we talked about the species first group of calf buzzing right over the set is, um, a group of uh, redheads, redheads, which really, really coming into the spread. I don't know, but they came right over the spinners, through all the decoys. Excuse me, and we knocked a, a couple down. So, I mean, it's first for me, redheads in a field, right? <laughs> right. You don't get that very often. Yeah, followed by pintail, followed by widgeon, followed by mallards, followed by you know, um, spoonies, teal. It was it was crazy. Had a pair of geese come in. Um, absolutely awesome 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 little hunt out there um getting it getting it done in the field am i on a real road here or <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know either uh these north dakota roads are insane so some of them they're called minimal maintenance roads but it's literally a two track on grass and right. then when you get towards the end there's no two track anymore it's just grass with you know as light indication of where somebody might have driven their tires over so. <laughs> i think I, I think i am i think i'm actually on that same road from this morning but maybe not oh yeah here it goes right <laughs> yep two track and yep. someone else's driveway up here <laughs> so yeah what do you got to add from that hunt it was just really unique so in the morning we had a, a little bit of an issue the wind was swirling so we kind of set up one way and then midway through had to face a different way. Um, That's oh, an amateur mistake, by the way. What, moving halfway through? No. Well, yeah. Um, not setting up with the... Not checking the wind. Just saying, hey, here's the wind at our back. Let's set up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Have, I mean, have you been screwed by that before? Uh, Yeah, a couple times, yeah. for sure. Me too. And it's like, nobody thought of that. We we're just all kind of rushing around um, and... We probably should have. Probably should have thought of this. What is it? <laughs> What's the, the yellow sign say? It says road closed, I think. Okay. Well, it looks like this one's open. 
It doesn't really look like a road either. Well, that stinks. How right. far were you trying to get down? Um, Past these two sloughs? Or? Yeah. Trying to get yeah. on the other side of just the other side of that feed we saw from the other side of the road. But that's not going to happen, so we'll make our way back. But going back to the field, um, we're set up about, I don't know, what would you say, 80 yards, 100 yards away from a slough, which is really cool. We're hunting, you know, pretty close to the water's edge. So lots of birds are going down on the water. Lots of birds were coming over to us. Um, We saw a ton of birds out on the horizon, and we managed to decoy a couple decent groups. Um, And we had six guys. So, you know, those ones and twos and threes that are coming in, they're not leaving. They're hitting the ground hard. And uh, we managed to pick out. We're nickeling and diamond them, as you say. <laughs> but uh, it was a real fun hunt. Right. Like, we're you can't complain about, you know, um, I think we were three birds short of the six-man duck limit. Yep. Um, so we can't really complain about a lot because um, it's a really, really good hunt. But um, if there was one thing to, you know, that I would have been thrilled to see that didn't happen is instead of like pulling them off onesie twosie you know we have a group of like 50 or 20 come by and like you know two would cup out of it and then we'd cut them you know um and we just never had the full 50 or 20 or whatever finish all at once which had been super cool to see um but you know it's not always going to happen on every every hunt and there was obviously a lot of birds, so we did get a lot of birds coming. Um, just just would have liked to see a couple, like, really big flocks and rainouts and, you know, fun fun stuff like that. Uh, but did you know, I, I did figure out, Kevin figured out, actually, he asked one of his buddies local here what kind of field that was. What is it? Canola. Okay. I would have never guessed that. Yeah, me either. I've, I've, I don't know if I've ever seen an, a, uh, a non-picked canola field either to compare it to so we we thought it was yeah, look, there's some right there oh yeah how many those cooter mallards i think they're mallards but how many are there uh, there's probably 80 to 100 really i think so i'll turn the truck for you a little bit the that's the, the cool thing about scouting out here in north dakota is it feels like every pothole you go by they're divers of some sort can be magical all right, we don't want trash ducks. I'm just kidding. For <laughs> all the divers take. people out there. I'm a diver dunk. guy. You're a diver guy. My buddy from Iowa, Hunter, is a diver guy. It's like the end thing, man. Everybody wants to be a diver hunter. It's well, fun. What happened to good old mallard hunts? Don't get me wrong. I like my mallard hunts. But come late November when all those redheads and bluebills start pushing down, it's fun to kill them. Right. I guess if you live in the area. I don't. Well, see, the thing with divers is they will fully commit, like... They don't have a care in the world, and they'll commit to five yards right in front of you. It's unlike anything. It's like hunting in North Dakota. <laughs> kind of. This is the <laughs> central flyway. <laughs> hey, now you're ruffling feathers. I am ruffling feathers. Because it's easy. Do you, think that, uh, do you think that hunters in the central flyway or the Mississippi flyway are better hunters? Oh, that's tough. Uh... I want to say hunters in the Mississippi are slightly better. Why are they better? Because they deal with a lot more pressure. They have to actually pattern birds, I think, a little bit a little bit more. 
do you think that uh, they don't have enough opportunity to to gain the skill sets that Central Flyway guys get? I think they have more opportunities because I think Mississippi um, Flyway hunters struggle more. They have to work harder for their birds. So what? Like so, it's like trial by fire, right? Yeah. So they're they're developing more skills. They're you know tuning their craft a little more than better callers. Yeah, they're better callers. Better shots. No, they're not better shots. But are the worst shots because they get less practice? Because a lot of them sky bust. <laughs> <laughs> Those bad, the extreme sky busters out there kind right. of bring us down. That's but. true. I would probably say that I would agree with you that more Mississippi Flyway guys probably sky bust because the frustration can set in or um, you have other people in the marsh crowding you and, yeah, whatever. You know, there can be a plethora or plethora of reasons but the guys that really like to decoy and kind of stick to it now i'm gonna i'm gonna get some hate from some mississippi (laughs) flyway guys but um like you know it's like we talked about elliot where like he's willing to to um live and die on that hill where he just doesn't really extend his range where um i know that i i extend my range more than he does i'd love like my bar is set similar to his at the start of a hunt, but you know, quickly after two or three passes of them not doing it, I know that I might only see two or three more. Where he's like, "Well, I've got all day. And these birds are probably going to work in at some point. Everybody's going to leave. I'm still going to be here, and then we'll shoot our two man limit with birds backpedaling in the decoys." So that's like great, but like it just might not ever happen for us, right? And there's there's nothing wrong with that. I I have you know a couple hunts a year where i just i'm only going to shoot backpedaling mallards or whatever but we don't have the opportunity that they have we're a lot more crowded and so a lot of times those birds are a little more pressured they a little more wary exactly they don't like to work and then even if they are working you might have another group that's either sky busting or just happens to be shooting at the same time and they kick your birds out so yeah it's just the amount of people in the mississippi flyway is 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 greater and so we have a little bit harder of a time um getting on those birds right i'd say it's like uh you know when you talk about fresh birds versus pressured you know um we all get fresh birds we all have weather pushes we all have birds that come in and um you can really get on them real quick um but you know ours it's like hey you see this over here those are tweety birds oh well you know tweety teal as you say yeah (laughs) so anyways um, they just get pressured way quicker, and we I don't feel like we get as much of a a flyway of birds, at least in my area. It could be different where you're at over by. I think I'm on the Great Lakes, so we usually get a, some good pushes. You get some good pushes. Yeah. Um, so. we, now, I am lucky where I'm at, and I think it kind of extends to you, too. Um, we're up north, so we get the birds are not as educated as they are the here's, further south. Here's the get. feed. Again. But I guess they all ended this time. Oh, there's some birds out there. Can you see them? I can see a yeah. little dark. There's a couple splotch. Dark patches out there. I just don't even know how to turn around or where to park here. There's your pond. There's a well. There's a guy right here. So oh. we'll have to turn around and do it again. <laughs> Third pass on it. Third time's a charm, right? There's some high flyers up there. Three groups, four groups, five groups. Can you see them? Um, no, they're on the other side of the truck from me. Okay. Yeah, there's there's probably 500 birds 
flying real high over there. Are you sure they're not more Tweety Teal? All the, they're not Tweety Teal. <laughs> <laughs> like these ones in front of us again? They're sky high. They're probably a mile up. Oh, wow. They're, so They're probably pushing in with the ahead of this cold front. So, all that to be said, um, yeah. That was his take, not mine. I'm not saying I disagree, but... <laughs> <laughs> fight me. <laughs> me fight you or other people? Oh, other people fight me. Okay. I like to debate. Right. And I could be wrong. I'm willing to change my mind, but from what I've seen, I stand by, by what I said. All right. So, did we ever finish talking about the hunt? I don't know if we did. Kind of. I don't know if we did or not. I will say another uh, um, shortcoming that we're dealing with this week is that my truck is full-time stuck in four-wheel drive, which I don't know how great that is for the vehicle. Can't imagine it's I don't think ideal. Um, but, yeah, that's where we're at. How's your gas <laughs> mileage? Um, it's definitely gone down, but that should have gone down anyway while we're scouting all this time. So... That's all right. Less than it should be, I'm sure, though. Yep. It does work when we hit some of those those mud holes, though. Yeah. Kind of nice. We have a, oh, there's more right here. You see them? Oh, look at them! Look at them all. Where was the the patch you told me to? Are those geese now? Yeah. Yeah. There's in the back. There's a bunch of ducks. And there's geese sitting right here on this. And there's a bunch of geese here. Yeah. There's geese right there. Is this corn strip? Plots. Oh no, is that the plots? This is the plots, I think. No, it's not. No, it's this. <laughs> the corn's ah. Oh. Look at there's more on the horizon. Right. Okay. Well, we probably should these these guys really don't want to hear us just say look at these <laughs> ducks, look at these ducks and they can't listen. So, anyways, guys, we're having a great trip out here. Um if you aren't traveling for duck hunting, you're really missing out on some great opportunities. You know, um, it might be fun to uh, poke fun one way or another. Um, Central Flyway versus Mississippi Flyway. And then, you know, it can be a cool rivalry or whatever. But uh, at the end of the day, man, all us duck hunters, we have a like mind and a like goal of conservation and passing on uh, the duck hunting tradition from generation to generation. And we're stewards of that. We are the torch holders passing it on. Um, and that is my mission here at the duck gun podcast. Um, if you can do me a favor, guys, the best way to help me spread that message, the best way for, um, to help me have a voice in this is to share this with buddies, other like-minded hardcore duck hunters that are out there doing what we love and being a part of the duck hunting community. Um, got anything else to add, Zach? I'm excited for the rest of the week. It should be a good week. I am too. So stay tuned, guys. A bunch of this stuff is going to be up on the YouTube channel at one point or another. We'll have some great hunts and great stuff coming. So that's all we got for today, guys. I'm Jordan from Duck Gun Chronicles and Zach, the audio technician. We'll see you guys on the next one.